welcome to issue 72 of Critical Encounters, a podcast about Marvel Champions, a living card game by Fantasy Flight Games. Here we take a good look at that most critical piece of the game, the encounter sets. We'll discuss those poorly understood characters, unfairly labeled villains, and their various plans to shape humanity and benefit the planet, as well as those so-called heroes intent on thwarting them. I'm one of your hosts, Mike, and joining me tonight is Steve. I am Groot. Yeah, Steve? I'm here. I'm here. Oh, good. How's it good. going? Good. Hey, good. I had something good. in my throat. Yeah, good. And what a, Daniel. What a weird thing to say. Oh, hi. Hi, Mike. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. How's it going, guys? Fantastic. Good, good. Yeah. So, um, hmm. No moose again, hey. Hey, hey, listeners, you want to ask us, you got something on your mind? Well, if you do, please ask away, because we love, we love answering questions, which we do every time in our Intelligentsia segments. And today's question comes from Meek, one of our favorites. Love, love Meek. Also, D-O-H-K. Do you guys say D-O-H-K or do you say Dolk? I spell it out. You spell it, you say it out? I don't say it. I just read it. I kind of yeah. like Dolk. Don't, I mean, it's all capitals, so yeah. I, I feel like it's D-O-H-K. Yeah. It's probably D-O-H-K. He'll always be meek to me. So. He'll always be meek to you? Well, Meek's got a great question for us today. And here it is, gentlemen. If you could convert any so-called hero onto the villain side, who would it be and why? Oh, easy. Easy. Oh, well, then start us up, Mike. I mean, look, look at my avatar. It's the Magus. It's the other form of adam warlock so obviously adam warlock why because he has the power to basically do anything he repairs rips in the galaxy yeah i want that kind of power on my side yeah doesn't he come to the dark side is it like he is like he's adam warlock and then he becomes the magus sometimes he is so powerful that in order to balance it out he's got this evil side to him that sometimes takes over okay how about you steve what do you got well, I was thinking more like in the game. Um, okay, well, then, then in my answer in four months. Yeah, I was going to say, Mike's answer holds. Okay. <laughs> yeah, all right, all right. Uh, and who we have now, I guess. Um, I, uh, I'm i going to say Iron Man because I don't want Daniel to say it. Uh, <laughs> well, joke's on you, Steve. Because I wasn't going to say Iron because I hate him so bad that I don't want him on my team. See, I think he comes to the villain side. He brings all his gadgets. He techs out all our guys. We take all of his money right. and we, we take his corporation and then we we outshine him and he's no longer mm. in the spotlight and uh, he can just, you know, go away. But we've got all his stuff. Well, you know what this question got me thinking, gentlemen, was how many of these heroes are already kind of dark and chaotic anyway, right? Mm. Like, they just need some nudges to the dark side, I think. And so I'll, I'll tell you who I, I chose at the end, because I went through this, like, I was thinking long and hard about this question. So I'm like, well, Hulk would be nice, but then he already does damage to the heroes for us, right? Yeah. Um, I'm like, well, you know, Scarlet Witch is really powerful, but she already messes things up for the heroes. Star-Lord does. So many heroes make life harder for the other heroes. They kind of do our job for us, right? We were just talking about Rocket last week. You know, his nemesis set hurts his buddies more than hurts him. Like, I feel like that is actually pretty common. Black Widow is, you know, she's morally shady. Like, they're all they're already there. But you know who I want on my side? 
because he's such a sweet little boy, is Spider-Man. Oh! He's super powerful. I love playing him. And I just think he's such a... He's, like, good. You know what I mean? Like, he goes home and he has soup with his aunt and whatever. Like, I just... He's, like, a good guy, so, like, turning him would feel good. I thought the Webbed Menace was already a villain. I mean, I've been reading the Daily Bugle all along, and, you know, according to J. Jonah Jameson, Spider-Man mm-hmm. is a bad guy already, so... Right, but that is a subsidiary of Fox News. So, look at that. <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I understand where that comes from, but, yeah. It might be fake news, Steve. Might be. Uh, that's, so that's actually, the, that bugle stuff is definitely fake news about Spider-Man until we can turn him to our side. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, is there is there a more pure hero in the game? I mean, maybe Captain America, but, but America, isn't he also he have the raw? Doesn't he have it. a backstory that's compromised? I mean, his big thing is that he's the ultimate good, but he doesn't have the innocence that Spider-Man does. Yeah. Right? And there are some interesting yeah. stories where he has been working for Hydra all along, and right, like that's that. what I mean. Like, you, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah, okay. I don't know. Yeah, Spider. How about Spider-Man with like the symbiote suit on? Does he do bad stuff? That I don't know, but that's mm. kind of Venom. That's sort of a different thing. So, yeah, Spider-Man's yeah. a good one. I think you've corrupted the heart and soul of heroism by taking Spider-Man. Uh, well, no. that was my hope. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, all right. Steve, I have a burning question. What are we doing tonight? Your turn, huh? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm on fire, baby. Ooh. Uh, tonight, we are doing another Shadow of the Past. We're going to look at the... Two in a row, we're going to look at the other hero that comes in the Galaxy's Most Wanted box. We're going to look at Groot's nemesis, Burnax. I have the... I, I had the joy of being able to read the entire cycle, the entire series, every single issue with Burnax in it. I got... You guys gave me that task. And I sat down and I read every single one. You read every single rabbit pun. I remember. I re- okay, how many issues, Steve? How many issues? Well, uh, I don't want to spoil it for anybody, but Fernax appears in one, count it, one issue total. Is he ever in the movies? He is not in the movies, but he is in the Guardians of the Galaxy animated series out on Disney+. Plus. Uh, oh, and that is God. not the... That's not the 616 universe. It's not the MCU universe. It's its own. It's got a number, 61253, whatever. It's a different Marvel universe. Um, but it does appear in that. But first, I want to take it back a little bit. I want to plant the seeds on Fernax. Hey, nice. By nice. going back and talking about who is Groot. I don't want to talk too long about Groot, but it's fairly interesting. And that, that gets us to the Fernax. So Groot first appears in 1960. So he's been around a long time. Wow. Yeah, yeah. And not a single appearance since. Oh. He's been around. No, Groot. Groot has been in 1960. Oh, Groot. Groot. Groot, not Fernex. So we'll get to Fernex. So Groot comes out in 1960. His first issue, he is uh, the king of Planet X. And Planet X is his home world. I don't know why it's called Planet X, but that's what they call it. And originally, he's kind of a villain. He comes to Earth to abduct humans for his experiments. That doesn't seem that heroic well, to me. No wonder he gets along so well with Rocket. Right. In these early issues, he can actually talk. He can speak normally. It isn't until his race gets older 
that their vocal cords stiffen and their speech begins to change and they can only say, I am Groot. Uh, and that's like biological in these early issues. Okay. I don't know if that's the case all along, or if they retcon that or not. Eventually he gets his voice back, but that's not till 2018, I think. Okay. So that's the idea. Something happened. I don't know. That. I don't know. All right. So he's abducting humans. Uh, humans go after him. He, he proves to be impervious to human weapons, and he ends up using his psychokinetic abilities to control trees to like wall the town off, and so he can so he can be left alone conducting his experiments. And eventually, Groot is defeated by some specially bred termites uh, that get released <laughs> into the town. Please tell me you made that up just for the show. <laughs> I did not. I did not make that up. I did not make that up. Uh, oh my god uh, yeah I mean these are early comics so he that was one of my early band names the specially bred termites specially bred termites okay uh, oh, he survives this god but ends up getting captured and put into the monster collection of Tanelir Tavan who we know as the collector you know our uh, second and third scenarios in the box the collector but Groot is doing all of this abducting people in a in the United States. He has to flee because of the termites, and he gets captured by the collector, whose secret monster collection is right underneath our beloved Mike in Canada. I love how you say underneath Canada, as if it's a pretty tiny place that you oh, can put something I, I'm not sure exactly where, but I like to pretend it's under Edmonton. <laughs> and it's like you can access it through a secret panel in Mike's basement. Quiet, you know, tell don't tell it's, it's the basement level of the mall there. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> right, right. I've been down there too. Believe me, there's nothing worth collecting. <laughs> That's what they want you to think, Mike. Uh, well, of course there's it now because Brood escapes. He escapes the collection and he brings a bunch of other monsters that have been captured with him to rampage across the border into New York City. I don't know, I guess they cross the entire state of New York or the entire Canada, but they grew and all these monsters, uh, they rampage across New York City. They end up getting stopped by the Hulk, Thing, Giant Man, and Beast. Okay. So four more monsters, if you ask me, right? The big Absolutely. ones, too. Wow. Yeah, that's who they got to call in to stop Groot, is the Hulk, Thing, Giant Man, and Beast. Okay. So he is potent. He's potent. All right, so those are like our early scenes of Groot. So, of course, we have as Groot's nemesis, the Collector, who is constantly trying to put him back into his collection, right? Seems, seems right. Yeah, but that's not who we get. No, we don't have the Collector. And we don't get Hulk or Thing or Giant Man or Beast as one of his nemesis either. That would be cool if you had a, another hero, quote-unquote, as a hero. Nope, we don't get those guys either. Hmm. So, Well, he needs a nemesis, Steve. He needs one. And I could see they had a hard time picking one because in most of his runs, he doesn't really have a particular arch rival. He just kind of goes up against whoever's fighting the Guardian of the Galaxies at the time. As a member of the Guardians, he crosses paths with a lot of other characters. So maybe some of them would have worked like uh, Blastar, the Negative Zone Outlaw. That could have worked. The Living Bomb Burst. Maybe him. He goes up against the Badoon a bunch. But we have the Badoon, right? He goes up against the semi-humanoid Shi'ar. He faces off against Ronan the Accuser quite a bit. And, of course, he squares off against the mad titan Thanos. You know, 
those guys, some of those guys deserve their own villain set, not a nemesis set. Sure. So it makes yeah. sense. Don't have them. And they're kind of nemeses to everyone. Right. Right. So interesting. Do you think it has something to do with the fact that Groot, I don't want to say that he doesn't have a personality. He kind of does, but he's not something you can kind of, as a reader or a watcher of the film, something kind of latch on to or necessarily like relate to him. Right. Yeah. He's sort of like a, a sidekick character. Even yeah. Though, so a nemesis yeah. might feel the same way about him. Right. Like, well, he's just sort of a living plant. Right. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, he has a whole lot of adventures. And in one of those adventures, it's later revealed that he was impersonating Planet X's monarch. He wasn't really the king. And he eventually turns to doing good. He meets up with Rocket and the Guardians. Groot gets pardoned by his real king because. In one of these adventures, and I swear it's no joke, he helps save Planet X by defeating a clown-based hit squad. Yeah, yeah, these are these are robot clowns. Like the, it's like that that gang movie, The Warriors. Yeah, pretty much. Okay, awesome. So he helps defeat these clown-based guys. He helps prevent a forest fire from decimating Planet X's citizens. He gets pardoned, becomes a good guy, you know, and then he goes on all those various adventures. So, Mike, you, you sort of alluded to it. I think maybe his biggest nemesis is fire, mm. right? Fire. He's a tree. He's made out of wood. Um, uh, and and now I'm, I'm hoping for the termites. The, oh, that, <laughs> that would have be been too. a great nemesis. That would have been good. Termites, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, in fact, the center of his nemesis set, as we will see, is fire. So we have, as his nemesis, Fernax. And Fernax is one of the Leviathans. Okay. Okay. Fernax is seen in the Guardians of the Galaxy, Volume 4, Issue Number 1, Monsters Unleashed in March 2017. So Fernax is only four years old himself. And that's it. Just that one issue. So we get to, during that issue, we learn that Fernax once invaded Planet X when Groot was a child. And it's really the only thing that scares the sap out of Groot. Is for next. It will why you might ask. Why, why? Steve? Well, thanks for asking. <laughs> so, because Fernax consumes creatures to fuel its burning power, and since Groot can regenerate at an alarming rate, the Fernax can effectively burn him alive for years without fully killing Groot, which would be, you know, terribly painful for Groot to be constantly being Let's... burned alive while regenerating over and over oh. and over again. That's pretty horrifying, actually. Yeah, that makes sense now why he's the nemesis. Yeah, it's pretty brutal. And when Groot was a child, the Fernax shows up on Planet X and ravages like some 80,000 square kilometers of forest, just burns a huge portion of the planet. Okay, so that's kind of when we... That's a flashback in this one issue that we learn about the Fernax. Hmm. Okay. So I mentioned that he's a, a Leviathan, and... In this one issue, the Leviathans are attacking Earth, and they're basically these massive space monsters. Each one is different, and they're controlled by something called like the Leviathan Tide. They go around, they attack planets, they raise them in order to create nesting areas for their queen, the Leviathan Mother. And they've got a whole thing on them, but they're, each one's kind of like an independent entity, but they're all massive creatures, sort of like Fernex, but there's... Not all of them are named. They're just sort of these massive things. So one such Leviathan Tide happens to be attacking Earth, and the Guardians are there. The Guardians might have drawn them there. They might not have. 
some debate. Okay, so all of the Planet's Heroes team up to try to stop the Leviathan Tide, including like the Avengers are in on it, the X-Men are in on it, the Champions are in on it. It, it. It's a global issue that all the heroes are trying to do, and nobody's doing too well. This Leviathan Tide is winning. During the one battle, of course, Fernax ends up attacking where the Guardians are, and it starts attacking where Groot is. And this is where we see the flashbacks, because Groot is petrified. Uh, 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 yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, and at one point, Fernax consumes Groot. He bites down on him and swallows him, and now Groot is stuck in his worst nightmare. He is being burned alive on the inside of the Fernax. But his trusty buddy Rocket, he might be a... Language! But... Once he's a friend of somebody, he's a friend of somebody. He jumps inside the Fernax to snap Groot out of his fear. So he like jumps in the guy's mouth. He goes down into the pit. You know, he's got a suit on, so he's like resisting the flames for a while. He talks, basically shakes Groot out of his his fear, causing Groot to grow as big as he can because Groot can grow massive if he wants to very rapidly and he basically bursts out alien style from the chest of the Fernax slaying the thing yeah covering everybody wow. in you know, Fernax guts and stuff <laughs> I mean you know we're not supposed to root for the the heroes but it's a pretty good scene so it's fun uh and that's it we 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 saw we got the backstory the Kurt encounter and then Groot salvation all in one short issue and Fernax is dead and does not ever come back again so, but that's well, him. Wow. Hmm. Well, I mean, it's, I mean, might as well be him, right? Yeah. Yeah. Seems yeah. all right to me. Yeah, it, it's a it's a good little issue. And you don't get a lot of backstory on Groot's childhood. Uh, I mean, we see baby Groot in the movies and things like that, but not his childhood. Okay. Should we talk about the cards? Let's talk about cards. Yeah, so it's the classic Nemesis at one obligation, five titles. Only three unique by title, so... Mike, why don't you tell us about his obligation? Oh, of course. This is Wilt. Obligation. Give to the Groot player. You may flip to Alter Ego. Choose. Exhaust your Alter Ego to remove Wilt from the game, or remove three growth counters from Groot. If no growth counters are removed this way, this card gains Surge. Discard this obligation. Two boost icons. Ah, I don't know. That last effect, I can see that whiffing a lot. Like, oh yeah, one growth counter done right one thing i noticed did they change the wording on rocket and groot to say exhaust your alter ego instead of like exhaust peter parker i feel yes. like they did yeah they did because they don't have different names right 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 okay um it's a real bummer and a missed opportunity that the second effect doesn't require the three to be discarded yeah or removed, right? Exactly it, right? If less than three, this should gain surge. This should gain surge. Yeah, that's a bummer. I, I've only ever seen Groot played once. That was Becky was playing him. And I feel like she didn't always have a lot of uh, growth counters on him. She, I mean, she did what you're supposed to do and use those as currency, right? So It takes work. It takes a lot of work. It takes a lot of work. And, playing that way, then... and three is like a hit. Like, if you have three, you're saving them up for a reason, right? Yep. And, yeah, I don't, I, this is one of the the rare the rare obligations where you might do the second one because you can get away with it, right? Yeah, and Groot's got three defense, so he's probably exhausted. Right. Yeah, I mean, if you have to remove three, 
that's that. But if you only have to remove one, like you said, because you're saving up for something with the three. But if you only have to remove one, it's like whatever. I only have one anyways. Who cares? Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. I wish it had said if less than three growth counters were moved this way, right. this card gains surge. Yep. Yeah. Well, it must be because the rest of his cards are so awesome. Let's hope. Are you saying that in a cheeky way, Mike? No, I, I'm saying I want to know. I want to know. All right. well, you have a burning desire to know? I, I do. I'm on fire in the last couple of issues. Okay. Steve, uh, this, well, is, this is you at your best, son. Absolutely. Yeah, you don't want to see me at my worst. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you tell us about Fernix, my friend. All right, Fernix is a unique minion with two scheme, two attack, six health. It's a Leviathan traded with three boost icons and is Groot's nemesis minion. Now the scheme and the attack both have the forced response. After Fernix activates, deal two indirect damage to each player. Whoa! Whoa! So hot right now. <laughs> Two indirect to each player. Uh, that's amazing. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> I wish you had a quick strike, but yeah. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Well, I guess the six sick. health is supposed to make up for that, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah, you got to use a couple swings to take it down. Uh, and you probably want to take it down I as a hero. I think you want to take for next down. Yeah. I think he's a bigger threat than even Ronan. You just leave him on the table. Yeah. Now, yeah. what's Groot's attack? Like a two? And so in solo, you know, if you have some growth counters and you have his upgrade that lets you push it up to a four, you're, you got to spend a little bit of effort here to take out Fernex in a solo. So especially he comes with protection. Yeah. And so hopefully Fernex gets a swing off. He gets to put some damage out there. So I think he's, I think he's a great. This one really hurts. The- I mean, Groot, it's just, it's knocking off your growth counters. But the rest of your teammate, they're just on fire. Yeah, yeah, it's it's tricky. Really like it. Yeah. Hmm. Well, let me tell you about the scheme that comes with. Can I? Please do. Blazing Inferno is a side scheme. Fernax rampages across Groot's homeworld, Planet X, bringing death and destruction to everything it touches. Force response. After the villain phase begins, deal two indirect damage to each player. I'm seeing a theme, gentlemen. Mm-hmm. This has yeah. three, three threat per player to start, and two boost icons. Yeah, that's big. This is an amazing side scheme. I mean, so they like, both come out at the same time. And if you're playing solo or two players, can I can I take out for an X or or do I thwart the side scheme or can I can I get rid of both? Can I get rid of neither one? More right. indirect damage? Yes. Like, yeah. oh my god! I mean, like in a four-player game, this thing shows up with twelve threat. Yeah, yeah. And Point of interest: If you are Groot without any upgrades on you, it takes three swings to kill for an X and three thwarts to get rid of Blazing Inferno. That's mm. tough. Yeah, you need a bit of help. Wow. Now, do you guys think the Groot hero is, and maybe this is something we should talk about after the next card, and so I'll, I'll ask the question and then delay your responses, if that's all right, gentlemen. Is is the hero so good that he needs the nemesis and the side scheme this powerful? Well, let's there. find out after Fan the Flames. After Fan the Flames. <laughs> this is a treachery card. Three copies. Three. 
They only have a single boost icon, but when revealed, take two indirect damage. If Blazing Inferno is in play, take an additional indirect damage. If Fernax is in play, take an additional <laughs> indirect damage. <laughs> oh. Yeah. So this is meant to tech against Groot, right? This is powerful when you're not Groot. Groot's got innate defense. He's fine. He has to deal with this. It's a problem. But he, I mean, Rocket hates this. He's only got nine health. Hawkeye, nine health. Like, this is... Well, this is, this takes out everyone group lo- Groot loves and hangs out with. Yeah. I mean, these cards and that side scheme and that nemesis, the indirect damage to everybody, this is a global event when these, when, when Shadow of the Past hits Groot, that is a global event in the game. Yeah, now the treachery only targets a person who drew it, but but so it doesn't mean that Groot's the one that's drawing it, right? I mean, it, like right. I said, yeah, it, it could be totally somebody else. I mean, that's so tough. You know, a lot of our heroes have nine health. So, I mean, this just one card, it knocks him down 50%. I just, yeah. Oh. Groot puts his growth counters on him in Alter Ego, Uh Indirect damage doesn't care if you're a hero or alter ego. Right, I was going to say that. I was going to ask. I mean, yes. And he only has, like, two cards in hero form that give him growth counters. So these are going to knock off what little growth counters you have left. You have to flip back to alter ego. The villain scheming. Groot's, you know, like, it really is messing up his tempo. Uh, and up and your imagine plans. you're... Imagine, Steve, you're weenie little Iron Man, and you've gone back to Alter Ego to heal a little bit, and then suddenly you're set on fire. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, right. And, like you go there to be safe, and and on your next turn, get some health back. Right. This this can just it's this can just knock out heroes. Second shows up. Even Frenax himself deals indirect damage after he activates. Right when he schemes. Yeah. And the, the side scheme is just when the villain phase begins. It doesn't, doesn't right. matter what form you're in. So fire's fire, whether you're a hero fire's or a fire, civilian. Yeah. Love it. Oh, my God. I mean, this is this is, this is a plus territory. Is this a plus? You know what, Mike? It is only an A, and I'll tell you why. It's only an A, I'll tell you why, because there's just so few different cards in it. Like, it could have been a little more imaginative, perhaps. But oh my god, is this devastating? Maybe it's A for th- A for I don't know creativity, but A plus for devastation and theme. Yeah. Um, and it's so funny. I feel like we've had this before, guys. Where it's like some like rando weird nemesis has a nemesis set that's amazing. You're thinking of Avalanche. Yeah. Right. Or yeah. I remember I was talking about like this guy, this nobody. Has one of the best nemesis sets in the game. Fernex joins that club. This is brutal. And and to answer your earlier question, I don't I don't think Root is so good that they had to tech so hard against him. I you know what I mean? Like Doctor Strange, he's amazing. His nemesis set should be equally brutal, and it's not. It's Root's not. Root's fine. He's fun. He's interesting. But like this is just this is rough. <laughs> so. Yeah, I mean, I think when I, if I'm at like a pickup game and I see someone pull out the Groot deck, I'm like, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> like, really? <laughs> Hang on, let me get my She Hulk out. Yeah. 
Like, I, I mean, this is a devastating nemesis set if it comes out. I, and as such, I absolutely love it. I think it's great. And and the colors on the cards. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. are great. You know, I was thinking like maybe a better nemesis set for Groot is something more, I don't know, psychological or biological kind of for what he is or something. But no, this really works. Because this is scary as hell if you're on the team with Groot. Oh, my gosh. Well, that was fun, guys. Oof. Yeah, they, they didn't go out on a limb with this one. They wow. oh, 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 oh. guess I wish there were more branching paths to the cards. But whatever. Thank you. Thank you. So, you know, sometimes when there's fire like this, guys, you need to you need to hide. You need to you need to go into your secret lair and recoup. And you know where they can find us? Where? Well, folks, you can find us uh, on email at criticalencounterspot at gmail.com. We are Critical Encounters on Facebook. You can find our YouTube channel by searching for Critical Encounters Podcast. And on Discord, we are Vardane, Big Foam Loaf, and Wandering Tuke. If you like our show, tell your friends. If you don't like our show, tell your enemies. For next, take us out. (laughs) 